This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm with Rocky Fleming, our founder. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you. Uh, we're not in our normal uh, cushy studio that we normally <laughs> yeah. use for this. Uh, we're in the, the the bookstore, the the warehouse of all our books. Uh-huh. So we're amongst all these this curriculum. Isn't it pretty amazing to see? Oh, yes, it is. It is <laughs> and, amazing. And just thinking about... Um, Every one of these books is a potential transformed life mm-hmm. that's going to go out in this next journey season. So uh, yeah. I love the thought of that. In our storage room back there, I went and get us some chairs to do sit on this table here, do this. And and I noticed in there, there was a box uh, marked Journey Evolution. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's uh, interesting to pull out some of the old archives of when the journey began 20 something years ago and mm-hmm. the humble efforts that were made with using desktop publishing and sent it going to the copy place and getting it copied and then bound and then mailed out. And uh, it was just a, it was a very grassroots, humble effort that God has invited us to, uh, to greater things, but it's the foundation is built on the same foundation back then. And that is abide. Well, in, in 2005 is when I first, heard about this and uh, someone handed me a journey to the inner chamber copy and it was before you published it mm-hmm. so it was just in a manuscript format and yeah. it was like a secondhand copy because there were people's notes already written yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty liberal in letting it get out there <laughs> but I, but i but nevertheless i read it and i was like this is what i've been looking for i think okay. and so it prompted me to drive over and well it's find a, out. you know if anybody knows me and then has heard me they they will know that i keep on saying that god is granted me the uh, the gift of hearing him his message and then simply trying to write what he's saying mm-hmm. and I don't I don't take any uh, authorship on his works I just take dictation now I know that 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 seems kind of peculiar to some people but I think some people would understand that and, and if they'll trust me when I say it then I'm telling the truth it's mm-hmm. it's something more than I could imagine. And I think it's going to tie into this subject today, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably will. Um, and before we get started on that, I, I wanted to say you and I are heading out of town tomorrow to mm-hmm. go down to Atlanta. To uh, We're going to go to one of those solely business events there mm-hmm. just to connect with those guys sure. and some of the people around here going and uh, just see if we can be a servant there but uh, and be refreshed ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh but while we go, we're going to be meeting with a Christian school who's who's uh, taken their some of their faculty and parents through, and they yeah. eventually want to take the the kids through the journey at this Christian school. That's so pretty exciting. We're going to get to, yeah, get to meet them. It's always very much so. And you know, it, getting down to younger generations is very exciting mm-hmm. uh, because God did birth it uh, to an older man, and and then around the men that were my age became you know, our steering board. And then after that, it began to get into next generations below that. But going down into teenagers, that's a big jump. Yeah. And it's been proven it works. Oh, it is. I, I mean, mean, they've got a, they've got a, they a it, it resonates in their heart as well as anybody else. Yep. And so, uh, I, uh, 
I'm excited about that and, and excited about the conference and all that. And I, I'm excited that it's journey season. And so, uh, you know, journey groups are starting a lot of, a lot of them start in the fall because mm-hmm. it's a nine month. So it fits well into that, into that nine month period. But, uh, so, uh, a lot of people are reading the, the allegory and, uh, a lot of people are really curious about the inner chamber. Oh yeah. You know, it's the pinnacle of part one of the story yeah. reaching that, this, this mysterious place, mm-hmm that the doors cracked open where you can just kind of see in a little bit two chairs uh armor coat of arms on the above the fireplace um with the sign he who enters can only enter this chamber through personal abandonment and absolute trust so so with that in mind uh god gave you a verse this morning that you were Mm -hmm. chewing on and we're Mm going to use that as the basis and i think it'll tie in but, uh, <laughs> so this is uh, matthew 6 6 and in the, i'm going to read out of the new king james version but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly yeah so shut your door pray to your father who's in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly mm-hmm. so when you read that Something about this secret place reminded you of the inner chamber, didn't, yeah. it, didn't it? Not? Yeah, it all it, it all ties in. In fact, I'm sure when it was being written, it was inspired from the things that I had been journaling through the years. A lot of times, Brian, you don't you don't know when those things are going to pop up. Yeah. yeah. See, I started journaling in forty years ago, and I I would say that about if I were to count my journal in the morning, journaling in the morning, I would say that about at 90% of the days since for the last 40 years, I've been journaling. Mm. I've been journaling through scriptures and and through, uh, you know, relevancy of those scriptures and, and also how they relate to not only my life, other people's lives, and then the times. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've always seen self-feeding as imperative in my life. And, and that's why it's always been such a, a priority mm-hmm. uh, for us to help people that participate in the journey to learn to be self-feeders, mm-hmm. especially in this day and time, because there's a lot of false teachings out there. You got to know how to separate it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very easy to, to be deceived. Yeah. But back to that scripture there, you know, it's, it's uh, when you, when you read that, there are a couple things and it is my secret place and it's God's secret place, mm-hmm. the secret place he dwells. And then I'm to go into my secret place. So what I what I get out of that is it's our secret place. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord's and my secret place together. Mm. And um, and of course in the allegory of inner chamber, there's doors that you have to enter, and the doors are closed behind them. And and you know the observer says, well, "I don't want to go in," so you can't go in there. That's right. That's only to be experienced, not to be observed. Hmm. That sounds like a secret place, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, um, so I was just thinking through that this morning because I, I think I, I think I do have a secret place and I think I, I have gone there, but I also realize the relevancy of the shut doors because what happens to the secret place is uh, bombarding contrary thoughts. That's when the committee meets. That's when you start thinking about what you need to do as soon as you get through mm. or what you need to do while you're there. 
which is kind of the way it works for me. And I'm not saying that all of that's bad because when the Lord says do something, then you need to act on it pretty quick. But you also need to understand that there's no greater priority in your action that is sit and listen mm-hmm. until he's completed what he wants to say to you. And so I uh, I feel like that the secret place is, is, is a metaphor, but it's also a real place. But I don't think it's a, a physical place. I think it's a, it's a secret place within that, that, that we meet, mm-hmm. that he's waiting for me to come and be with him, to come and sit at his feet, and when I come, to close the doors behind me. Mm. Now, there'll be things knocking on that door, mm-hmm. right? And it'll be up to me whether I will answer it or not. And if I choose to say, I'm not getting you now. Mm-hmm. I'm shutting you out. Mm. Then I can begin to go deeper in my listening to the Lord, and and the listening aspect is is man, it's inter- it's interesting what that looks like. So let me ask you, what does it mean when I say listening to the Lord? Um, I think I think it's like tuning in. I think it's like really tuning in to like you know we've talked about this before, like a radio, you know, finding the frequency, turn mm-hmm. tuning into a the station, the holy station, you know, <laughs> and it takes some time sometimes to to tune in. It takes it takes time to sit still, and uh, you know, some people recommend doing breathing exercises and things just to kind of calm your spirit to, to sit, you know. Um, one thing I have to do is just kind of clear my thoughts by writing down whatever I'm concerned about or what's going on that day to kind of clear the decks on that. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of sit still and really receive what he wants to yeah. say to me about that. You know, well, you know so. it's interesting you say that because I discovered that this morning. Again, promoting journaling, <laughs> which is what I do. But uh, I have noticed that if I uh, just begin the prayer and and try to stay with it internally I, i'm going it's, it's it's going to it's going to get off focus mm-hmm. but when i journal on the very subject and and write down what i'm feeling and what i think the lord is, is speaking to me about and what i want to speak to him about it's on point mm-hmm. it stays right between the lines and i think that's another reason for journaling it's another form of prayer mm-hmm. but it's also a recorded time with the Lord, which I think is good to have a, a journal that we could look back and see critical times in our life and how God was there and times that were not so critical, but he revealed to us something that would have been a problem if we did not act on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like that, you know, that there is this continuous dialogue with him internally and in a way externally through the journal. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think if you read my journals, you'd see me talking about something I was struggling with. Then you'll see then you'll see me go into God's word and you'll see me write down the verse Mm -hmm. and you'll see God answering the concern right in front of my face you know, in my journal. And I'm journaling, I'm responding to it. And by the end of it, I'm feeling so much better and lighter. And and it's almost if you read my journal, you'll see it. Mm -hmm. You'll see it happening right in front of you, you know. And so so it's it is a it's a very special it is a place where there's a transaction takes place. Yeah. And I remember, and I got to say this before I forget, when you and I were in, in Egypt and we were with 30 Egyptian businessmen through Arabic translation, mm-hmm. trying to explain what the inner chamber was, you know, yeah. and, they, and, and they were, 
they were wanting to think of it as a physical location. They yeah. couldn't, they, you know, but I think by the end they, they started grabbing hold of it. But it, for a while there, it was just like they just couldn't really quite, quite grasp it through translations. Yeah, that, that could be probably a cultural well, translation issue there, which I know that they're very poetic people and creative uh -huh. people. And, and that certainly is not beyond them. I just feel like that there's a kind of an entry where you have to go through their culture to... You know, sometimes the language just yeah. doesn't quite capture. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But you know, that's a, that's a good point that we can make about our the different cultures that we're trying to translate the journey. Is that it's not as easy as you think. Yeah, right. That's right. Because it's not just a ma matter of getting words and letting the computer translate it. Because mm -hmm. it never makes sense. Nope. It's got to be uh, somebody there who knows the culture and who's able to do a cultural translation, keeping the DNA, keeping the heart. And I never have been overprotective about uh, anything other than the DNA and the heart. That's that's the thing because that's delivering the message, and the way we deliver it oftentimes has to be changed. I mean, here's an example: when we did the French translation uh, in Cameroon, uh, Eric knew knew you who did it said we, they don't know what a snowstorm is. Oh yeah, <laughs> can yeah. we use something else? He said, "Well, can I use a sandstorm?" I said, "Sure." Yeah. I mean, but, you know, why does that really matter if it's getting across what we're trying to help them see about the abiding relationship? Mm -hmm. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we also believe if possible, it's better if we can have someone who's been through the journey, who's bilingual, mm -hmm. who can understand the concept and the DNA of it. And then when it's translated, we'll get the same heart, the yeah. same context, you know. Well, I, 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 I really think that uh, when the movie is made, and this is a continued process, and and it's and there's also a follow-up process that's already begun, as far as thinking about how to do it. And we're really wanting to engage churches, where we could uh, send those people to be discipled by the churches and help train churches to use the journey. Uh, I really do believe that we might find ourselves in a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. And translations, and uh, and 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 it, there could be a real big endeavor here, which is what we've been praying about a long time. Now, it's not it, the when I say big, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about numbers of people. I'm talking about a big impact on the body of Christ. Yeah, to turn the hearts back to Jesus, mm -hmm. to find their first love again, and that's been our passion. We're mm -hmm. we're a, a ministry. Uh, for the kingdom. We're, yeah. we're a ministry for the church, the churches. Mm -hmm. You know, we love to come alongside churches and show them what we're doing, help them do it, help them understand the critical aspects of what's making disciples that we're seeing that they, they've not seen. And, you know, it's been freely given to us and we're going to freely give it away to them. We're going to help them. That's our mission. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, I think, I think we're going to be invited to something bigger than man can do. Mm -hmm. And we, and we've begun now, uh, a, I guess you're getting ready to start a nationwide prayer effort. Is that right? Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. We're wanting to 
have a weekly prayer time just for the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, we're trying to figure out how to do it and how to structure it and all that. But uh, something probably Fridays around noon, we're thinking, and we'll mm-hmm. announce it on, on our abide email. I hope you're on the, the email list. If yeah. You, if, you're, if you're not, go to our website and get on the list. But uh, yeah, so pass we, want, it along. we want to bathe it in prayer. We want to bathe everything in yeah. prayer. And we have been yeah. from the very moment we thought about this. It's been in prayer. So. Well, this past meeting that we had, uh, we were talking about the different ways that these, these movies are made financially. And of course, we know about Chosen, that they are crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we determined that we're going to have a different mechanism. We're going to be prayer funded. Prayer funded. That's right. That's right. We're going to prayer funded. Uh-huh. We're going to pray and pray and we're going to trust God to provide everything we need, which uh-huh. is not only the financial, that's that seems big. It's not. It's the right people with right. the right hearts, mm-hmm. the right actors, mm-hmm. the right screenwriters, the right producers. The right heart, and uh, and so those are the things that's going to require a lot bigger thing than than anything we can do or, or come up with, and that's why it's so important for us to learn how to go into the secret place mm-hmm. where our prayers are so uh, so pure mm. and uninterrupted, and uh, I just feel the Lord's delight when we do that. Yeah. And I, I'm th- something's coming to my mind is 25 years ago, before I met you, before the journey even started, I was in Tulsa and we had just had our first baby, Natalie, just had a birthday a couple of days ago. She's 27. Um, but um, I was just learning about journaling. I was just learning about getting in the word. I, I was I was I'd been a Christian since 13, but I really just started really learning how to become a disciple. Mm-hmm. And uh I would leave the house and I would go to Panera Bread, and that was kind of my place that I would go. And and, and God was just showing me all sorts of things in His Word and journaling, and, and it really became my secret place, if you will. Yeah. And uh, I ended I ended up writing a little book, as you know, um, and I called it the Bakery, but kind of the Bakery became a metaphor for the secret, secret place. place. Yeah, and it's kind of like you need to find your bakery, yeah. you know, wherever it is. You know, it might be somewhere, yeah. you know, but almost like a physical location, but really it was more than that. It was more yeah. this special place between you and where something happens, you know, and that's exactly what the bakery was. So interesting because a lot of people will say, I can't do that because I get distracted. Uh-huh. But you have found that you can do that and, and tune out. Yeah. And and I do think it's, it's the place, and that's why he says come to, Go to your secret place where the Father who is there in his secret place waits for us. Uh-huh. And and I do believe it's, it's uh, like when we get on the airplane tomorrow, I'll go to my secret place. Mm. And uh, and I think sometimes when I ride my bike, I'm, I'm at my secret place. Uh, and, and, I, and I find that it's kind of fluid. It's just having that. Oh, that intimate touch with him wherever I am. And it's so, uh, I don't know, man, it just makes you feel so alive in, 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 in your relationship with him when it's almost constant. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would say that it's available for everybody, but you have to, you have to discipline yourself to, to get there. You have to mm-hmm. prioritize it. You have to kind of train yourself up in your thoughts and you, your practices and your priorities. And if you've got any uh, sinful conditions in your life, it's going to create a block. And mm-hmm. so there's a there's confession and repentance to move deeper into the secret place. But if you'll take his invitation 
and not let anything like that stand in the way, then I think all believers can find that secret place where he's waiting for them. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it, it requires some intentionality, requires discipline. Um, you just have to make it a, a priority, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I agree. Uh, Gary Oliver, our friend, he says that uh, there's something that plagues most people and they, he calls it the jumping monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you try to sit still, there's just and that's kind of what you're talking about, the committee, mm-hmm. committee. You know, all the thoughts, that are, all the thoughts uh-huh. that come into your mind and trying to get you off track. And, and I think a lot of people just are so busy. They just rush right into their day and thinking about what they got to do. And, and it, it, you know, in this ministry, the foundational belief is abide in me and then you'll bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't take time to stop and start abiding or start our day with abiding and let it carry into the rest of our day, then we're just going out without our armor on. We're going out without inspiration from God. You know, we could very well have a subtitle to our subject of abiding. Uh And that is uh, where the rhythm, the sacred rhythm is found. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a sacred rhythm with, with abiding. Uh, It's, it's kind of like a, in some ways, a dance. It's a, in some ways, a, a very intimate conversation. Some ways, it's just sitting in the presence. You know, sometimes Sally and I will drive together, and she doesn't say anything, nor do I. But we're just aware of each other's presence. Mm. And I think that a couple, when they've been together a long time, there's maybe less words, but that doesn't mean they're not communicating. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're still in love and. And, and love being with each other, just being with each other. And I think that that's trained me in some ways uh, to feel that way about Christ. I don't have to have a lot of words mm-hmm. just to feel his presence. And sometimes I think that he says, you don't even have to talk. I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Just set my presence. Yeah. Now, that's a big thing right there because a busy beaver oftentimes think that they're wasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, time with the Lord if they don't come in there with their list. And I, more than once I've heard him tell me, put your list down. I know everything. I just want to I want to get into your heart. I want you to feel me and listen to me because I know what you want. I know what you need. And trust me, I'll take care of it. But mm. hear me now. And that's an act of faith. I, I remember hearing a guy years ago who was going to go through the journey and he said, he goes, well, I'm in, I do my quiet time every morning. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. in the Word every morning, but but I don't have anything like what you're describing. I, mean, I, I haven't had that experience you're describing, this intimate deal. It just doesn't work for me for whatever reason. What, yeah. what, would, you, what would you think would be going on I think on that he's just got it above the shoulders. Yeah. I think he's he's getting into the theology, but he's not engaging his heart with the theology. Yeah. Because you have to apply it. You have to apply what's being said here to your current life and let the Lord speak to you because— he uses trials and tribulations and circumstances and his scriptures that addresses those things to communicate to us and teach us how to listen. Mm-hmm. And that teaching us how to listen is teaching us how to walk into toward that intimacy with him. And if anybody says that, I just say, well, look, you, you, it's pretty obvious what's happening. And that is that you're hanging out with the, the scripture, but you're not getting into the heart of it. Mm. Uh, and until you do that, you're never going to really understand or experience what we're talking about. Mm. Look, you can't get to where we're going without the theology. Yeah. But you can get the theology and not go where we're going. Yeah. If you stay there. 
And, and believe the, me, there are a lot of Bible teachers that do not understand what intimacy with Christ is, but boy, they can give you the Hebrew and the Greek. Mm -hmm. That's right. I was going to say this is why journaling helps you. I mean, we believe journaling helps somebody get there, you know, just using the star method, you know, getting into the thought, but also the application that your response back to God, where it's a conversation, mm -hmm. not just a download from the word. It's it's a it's a, like a transaction. Yeah. Like we said. Well, you know, there's another thing that comes to my mind, Brian, and this is not to categorize, but just to kind of say I've observed this. And I think that that the 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 need and the benefit of the Holy Spirit in helping us understand the heart of Scripture is oftentimes shut out, uh, especially by the Bible student who wants to camp out on the Scriptures but not consider the mysterious side of how the Holy Spirit helps us understand it. Mm. And, and I think that that's the next thing I would say to this person, and that is tell me about what you, your thoughts about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he'd probably give me some theology on the Holy Spirit, but I'd probably ask him, well, tell me what about you and him, mm. your experience with him. Because, you know, I, and again, I'm not talking about a Pentecostal thing here, and that's the first thing people think of. I'm talking about the, the presence of him. You know, when we when we began to get close to the, closer to him in this intimacy, I think you can you can begin to feel the grief of the spirit. Mm -hmm. I have felt the grief of the spirit about the church and about the, our a lot of things, especially the the racial tensions in the church. This is black and, and white Christians or whatever Asian and how they're against each other and. And the political Christians and the denominational Christians, I feel the grief of the Spirit mm. because he's saying that's my family and they're at odds with each other. And, mm -hmm. and so what that grief, it turns to prayer and it turns to maybe action. And maybe that's where why the movie is coming because we've been grieving this and we feel his leadership to try to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other thing about it is that I, I do believe that the Lord will open your eyes to a scripture that you've read and you can read it this year and then you read it next year, you're going to see something more. Mm -hmm. And you have life that's happened. You've had experience that's happened. It makes that more uh, bold to you. But I do believe the Holy Spirit is opening the eyes of the heart mm -hmm. to understand it better. Yeah, and you mentioned it briefly earlier, but I think it's kind of a soul check too. And I think the Holy Spirit uses the Word and uses His what He does to come in and and do, check us and see how we're doing. You know, and if there's any sin in our life, it'll be exposed. If there's mm -hmm. if there's not a sin but a hindrance, it'll be exposed. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes He's just taking you deeper. You know, and He's wanting to show you some things, and you're going through a hard time. You don't understand why, but you got you got to wrestle with Him to figure out what those things are. Yeah. But it, but those things are exposed in your in your secret place, I yeah. think. Well, they are. Uh, you know, in that place, he doesn't beat us up, I don't think. I think he just gently leads us to understand mm -hmm. the things that that has kept me struggling with something. And oftentimes it's because of something that I need to release or repent of. It's hard to get there with him. If I'm carrying a, a, an ongoing sin in my life, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be kept outside the secret place. Yeah. 
And I think that's just going to be a, a, a discipline of the Lord until it's out of my life. But I think that there are things that a burdens we carry as an example. Yeah. That aren't sins, but they're slowing us down. Mm. And, and we don't realize it. And, and then when in that place, we, we have counsel from him, we get his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then we began to understand, oh, yeah, I can see that, how that's slowing me down. I want to I wanna do something about that. And, and he's always moving us forward. He's always coaching us up. He's always helping us grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I think if you and you said this, if, if you have a sin an overt sin that, you know, mm-hmm. is there and you're unwilling to repent you'll you won't you'll have a difficult time going into the secret oh place. no yeah you is you're not getting there you just won't you just you won't want to go there you, i mean no, because, you can't go there yeah you can't go yeah. his holiness is going to i mean they're going to be do not enter here yeah but repentance and confession true confession true repentance and true forgiveness gets that puppy out of the way immediately immediately yeah that's right and we're cleaned up and it says it removes all of our sins and and so the deal is is that why would we not do that it's because we don't want to let it go right if we don't want to let it go well okay that means you're choosing that over Jesus that's right that's right and how, how how far is that gonna go yeah that's right it's not people don't go. understand why they're not seeing the fruit yeah or why they, yeah know. it's pretty simple actually yeah. it just you have to recognize that he's holy God and we're not but he's given us provision and he's given us provisions not only by grace to enter there in our relationship with him, but by grace, his forgiveness ahead of time if we will repent. Mm-hmm. He wants us there. Yeah, I just believe he wants every follower of Christ to be in that intimacy with him where they can go to the secret place and that they can, they can do things that they could never imagine because of the inspiration that comes from there. Yeah. And I will tell you this, I, I look back over the years I've I've been journaling and also the, the years that I've been writing and 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 I was not educated as a writer. I was not trained uh, in school for that. And 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 as you know, that's part of my story, but but I do believe that it it was in the the secret place that the works that I have written have have been originated mm. because that's where the man who cannot do things is able to do things. That's mm. where he he will work on the transformation to create a man that can be the messenger mm-hmm. or a woman. And, you know, there are things that stand in the way. And, you know, one of the big things stood in my way, I was a jock. And as a jock, I was very athletic and very physical. And my identity was in that. And uh, my, quote, strength was in that. My pride was in that. My ego was in that. And as long as that was there, he could never have been able to entrust to me the things he's given to me. Mm -hmm. And when I said, take me and do whatever you want to to me so that I will be the man that you want me to be to serve you, then the breaking of my physical body began mm. but I, I and I can see it and I understand that had I not had that removed from me which was not just physical it had to do with the perspective it had to do with pride ego it had to do with value system you know the way I valued others the way I valued me mm. the way I thought God valued me and when, he, when he started breaking all that out of me it was like 
what what is he doing with me? <laughs> and but that's when the downloads, I mean massive downloads of inspired stuff started coming. And I that was m- my life and that's the way it's worked with me, but I in a way I think everybody's going to have something like that. Yeah, I agree. Totally. It's there for everybody. Yeah, it's an invitation. It is. Just like the entertainment, the door's open. It is. He'll meet you where you are. Uh He'll take you where he wants you to be and where you will will want it to be. You might have to go through a hard process, probably will. Don't run from that. Yeah. But I do believe that we can keep going back to this secret place because it is a place with him that's going to not only transform our life, but it's going to transform our life's impact on the world around us. Yeah. And I think once you taste it, you'll want to go back. Oh, yeah. Time and time again. You want to live there. Yeah, you want to stay there. That's right. That's right. Well, great. Well, I think our time's up, Rocky, but thank you. That was good. I think uh, I encourage everybody to to ponder that, Matt, get your journals out and and, uh, journal Matthew Matthew 6, 6. And and as you read The Journey of the Inner Chamber, some of you for the first time, uh, be thinking about that inner chamber and what that means to you. But uh, but anyway, we... uh, We'd love to help anyone out there who, who would love to get into a journey group. We Please uh, go to our website, influencers.org, and uh, we have a whole section on the journey. And uh, we'd love to know if you're guiding a group, just so we know who's guiding. And Because we're always trying to connect people who want to get into a journey with guides. And sometimes that's our job is to connect the two. So uh, if you're interested in the journey or guiding a journey, please register with us so we can help help make that happen uh, uh, through our website, influencers.org. So, but this has been the Influencers Network podcast. Uh, My name is Brian Craig, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.